Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. text those questions. We're going to get them on our iPad. Or uh, Mike has got a microphone if you just raise your hand. Um, if you don't feel like texting and you're bold enough to say it out loud, we can do it that way too. Um, we love Q&A. We know so many churches that do Q&A and it's planted questions. They've already rehearsed them. They know them. All right. That's boring. That's predictable. All right. So this is your time to ask a question and uh, for us to see it here. So here we go. And go. Oh, you guys have already sent some. Well, just hold off. <laughs> but wait a second, because it should be coming through here. Okay. So we'll just do it from the phone. Um, yep. We're going to feel these. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna disregard James's. James's first question and his second question. <laughs> You're so funny. You know what, if you're willing to send it, I'm willing to share it. What's your opinion about a Dutch oven with your spouse? Is it uncomfortable if your spouse sits on the floor and watches you use the bathroom? <laughs> Back at you. Okay. I think the way you answer that, I'm going to go for real here. The way that you answer that is actually an indication of your willingness to be vulnerable with your spouse. And it could link to other issues with vulnerability. I'm taking that. That's serious. Okay, I'll leave it there. What if people just don't want to watch you poo? I'm not like, talking about that, but like, just it's like uh, I'm not saying I want. We've been married to do 15 that. years, and I'll just be honest with you. Nicole still shuts the door. Okay, so all right. Here's here's a serious question. Thank you, Brianna, for a good question. When newly married, what was Nicole's biggest struggle? Hmm. With him? Or just in general? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My biggest struggle. Um, I think I think for me, honestly, I still I still see this kind of creep up in me sometimes. Like, I don't know if this is just how I'm wired or I don't know what the reason is, but I am a very like independent. I don't need you. I'll be fine without you. I can get all these things done without you. Like, so a very independent attitude. And probably a lot of it, too, was triggered with him and the way he just was, like, in and out, lying, not lying, like, all that. Like, that's fine. I'll be fine. I don't need you to help me along this. Like, I think so. That was a big issue, like, just being independent. Even now, like, there's still times when, like, if he's gone for a while, all of a sudden I'll feel myself instantly switch into this, like, I'm independent. I don't need him. And then it's very difficult when he comes home for us to reconnect because I've been operating in this single mom, single parent mode, and it's very difficult for me to go back into that, like, fall under vulnerable things. So, yeah. Gail. Yeah. 
the question is how how has she um, transitioned that and now improved in, in making that as a way to reconnect? Now let me give you a little foundation too. Nicole was the oldest of four kids. I'm the youngest of four kids. So she grew up being pretty independent and, and helping out and, and those kinds of dynamics. Well, I think it was working through trust because, it, it, you know, I think it all was like a root of distrust for him. Um, but then really just like I think for me spiritually walking through this thing of like, okay, if it was almost like a conviction moment where I was like, if I'm acting like this towards him, I'm most likely 100% definitely acting like this with God. And so I don't want to operate as an independent person who loves Jesus. I want actually to be, I want to be able to be completely vulnerable, open, and depend on him. And so then there was that whole journey for me. And then that, like, it, it was like the byproduct of that was me figuring out how to still be able to be independent at when needed, but then easily, you know, go back into, like, a functioning relationship. There's a, a question here. What, is, what are your thoughts on creating this culture of honor in our homes when our children are grown? And that's, an, that's a phenomenal um, question. And, and I'll be honest with you. My goal is to have the culture of honor everywhere around me, regardless if the kids are in that dynamic at that moment or not. Um, because, again, I want to be living and become the atmosphere of the culture I desire in heaven. So it looks a lot different. But let me give you an example. I'm going to brag on Bruce Toll a little bit. Uh, a couple years ago, he wrote a letter. What, I, what I'm saying in this is it's not too late. We're only held, held accountable to the things we know. And I'll be honest, and my dad will sit up here and admit he wasn't a perfect dad. He was a great dad, but he wasn't perfect. And there's things that we grew up in that probably wouldn't be considered all that healthy right now. Um, so, but, so these things are, uh, it's never too late. So Bruce, a couple years ago, wrote each of his kids a letter, as there were adults, and, uh, and then began to go and repent and say sorry and then go after the, the connection and the heart connection. And so it's never too late. And, and then the other thing is, you know, with grandkids, you know, if, if your kids are grown and out, now you have a dynamic of grandkids, is, is now you get to reveal the Father. You get to reveal Christ. You get to reveal the Holy Spirit in these areas to your grandkids. And now in this new relationship with your kids, you can't be controlling. Like, they're going to raise their kids. It may not be the way you think they should raise their kids. Um, but, you know, the thing is, you're there for them. You're that solid rock, you know, especially when solicited. <laughs> Unsolicited, you've got to be really careful with that advice. Um, so anyways, that's, that's the best I can answer that is, is, is you just go after the connection. The answer to that is you go after the heart connection. And be willing to admit, now if, you think, if God's revealing things to you now that may have not been healthy back then, it's never too late to, to go after the ministry of reconciliation and admit that and own that and say sorry. And then you'll see, I feel that you would see your relationships go to a whole new level. So, you know, I can't answer this from experience because I don't have adult children in a sense. We had a couple girls live with us and, and the dynamics did change. Um, but me from a child as an adult, I remember my parents getting really, really, really smart once we had kids. It was like, whoa, they're... They're the wisest people on the earth. Mom, the belly button's brown and it's falling off. Is that normal? And, uh, you know, they become the greatest source of wisdom. So some of that is maturing like that. That's 15 to like, you know, 25 age is, is, is really, really difficult. We're not in that stage of life. 
but my thing is, I think just, just in general with all relationships, including adult children, is go after the heart connection. Go after the connection. Go after it. Be the bigger person and, uh, and create that culture starting now, like day one today. It's never too late. Well, I think, too, you got to remember that your kids, even though they're grown and maybe not there, they're watching how you're navigating through that portion of life. So you're, you actually are still cultivating that culture, even though they're not actually in it. They're seeing, like, I am constantly observing my parents and how they're, how they're grandparenting and how they're parenting still because I'm like, okay, what am I going to do when I get to that phase, you know? So it's still happening. Um, here, here's a couple here, here's one. This is a great, great question by Lily. This is an amazing question. What's your greatest fear involving your family? That's an incredible question. Um, go. Well, my answer is I, my biggest fear in, um, is worrying that they're not going to grow up to be lovers of Jesus. That's just my greatest fear. I'm just... I will not allow it to dictate how I function and how I say yes and no to things, but it is a concern, and it's, I don't know. I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's an unhealthy fear. I think it's a healthy fear to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to make sure that that's what's happening for them. I would say my, our, my greatest fear is that they won't open up completely to us as much as we have a culture of openness in our house, and we talk about everything. Our girls have had the sex talk. Our girl, like... They know about homosexuality and God's view on it and, and all of this. Um, we talk about everything. But my greatest fear, just, you know, if, if we were listed as a fear, would be, like, we want to continue to cultivate that. Because if they can talk to us about, um, right now, their school issues, or that person said this on the bus, then in the future, are they going to talk to us when they are presented to go to a party? Or this, this boy, um, you know, pursuing them in an unhealthy way? Or, or marital problems down the road? Or I'm, I'm feeling this way or I'm depressed. You know, that would be my biggest fear is that we cultivate such a, a free culture that they're free to be how they're feeling at the moment without any condemnation. And I guess another one would be that the fear of the pressure that anybody else outside our home might put on them and it actually sink a seed into it. They're preacher's kids. There's a lot of pressure. The, the, you know, the taboo is they're supposed to be perfect. False. <laughs> They're not going to be perfect. All right, just to let you know right now, our kids aren't going to be perfect. So um, we're going to do one or two questions, so you don't need to send any more in. Um, how, do we, how do we divide our time to personal time, couple time, and, and marriage time? I saw in uh, kid time. I saw this amazing thing. If you want to desecrate your marriage, put your kids first. So, my relationship with Jesus, Nicole starts at 6 a.m. with an hour with Jesus every morning, then exercising. No, um, it's not an hour. It is not an hour. It's 30 minutes. It's the goal. <laughs> I was making Don't you look so good there, just innocently. And you could have just, uh, you just could have went with it. <laughs> Anyways, she starts every morning with the Lord, all right? Um, I, I'm just bragging on her without fail. Like, if I didn't have to be up at, at 6 a.m., I would not be up at 6 a.m. Um, she does. She puts that time first. And, and with me, I get pockets of time. Mine, I, I don't start early in the morning. It's not my regimen. 
Um, but, but I create space for the Lord, especially when I start feeling disconnection from the Lord. So that's first. That's my first priority. When, when Micah was saying, you know, time in his presence this morning, I was just like, I just hit my knees. And I'm like, man, that's, that's what I long for. It's just time in God's presence and the busyness of everything. That's, that's, that's what fuels me. Um, next is a priority for Nicole and our dates and our heart connection. We get the kids to bed at 8 or 8.30 every school night uh, so that we can have at least an hour of healthy time. Um, then comes our kids. So in our priority, it's not like this hierarchy, God, family, God, marriage, family, church. It's like we love the person in front of us at the moment, but we also know to, to filter through that when necessary. Um, so then there was one good, more good question. Uh, I think it was here. How do, we, how do we navigate through differing opinions and raising children? Um, we celebrate the difference and come to unity. That's probably how I would answer that. Uh, we privately disagree so that we could publicly discipline and guide our children. And, and we come to a great um, solution in that. And there's times we disagree. And there's, time, there's reminders like, oh, you didn't give the choices first. You just went straight to spanking. Like, you know, we, we do believe in, in Danny Silk's uh, versions or tips and resources to raise children. And there's times, though, like, I just start pulling the midge sentence. <laughs> you know, uh, my mom, anybody have a parent like that driving down the road? I'm going to get you. <laughs> so at times, man, I just, I'll just, I just want to do that and just unleash. All right? But I'm like, choices. All right? If you don't calm down, I'm going to reach back there and spank your knees. So... <laughs> So sometimes we'll, there, those will probably be the only like public like disagreements of like, hey, you didn't give them choices first. Um, but that's, that's kind of, you got if any else, else no, any I mean, input? I think for us, I think we spent a lot of time talking about stuff before we had kids. We talked a lot about stuff because I don't know why, but we just were observant and I don't know. We, we talked through a lot of it prior to kids. Then we had kids say we didn't and reality slapped and us in the face. Yeah. But those conversations definitely helped us in real life. I'll say this. The most important thing we agree on is, is in raising our kids is making sure we're, we're revealing God in it and, and that the connection is the priority. I'm not going to confront something if it's going to lead to disconnection. Or I'm going to confront it in a manner. I'm, let me say this. I'm always going to confront anything at hand. I will not let that go unsettled. I will not not confront something. There's, there's families and, and, and that, you know, major events will happen in the life and then there's no one's even talking about it. You know, and it's like that's so unhealthy. We will always confront it, but we're always going to confront in a way to lead to connection rather than disconnection. That's, that's what we agree on. And when we agree on that, it makes the other stuff easy. Like, I might yell at Chloe, but we're going to have a half-hour conversation now and how now I feel hurt, she feels hurt, and it feels like there's a disconnection and a division in our hearts right now. So we're going to do what we need to do to bridge that gap. Right, baby? So, so anyway, that's it. Um, can we pray for you? Can we just pray for you in that way? Um, so just stand with us. How many love Q&A time with us? <laughs> I love it. It's like it keeps me on my toes and uh, you guys ask, always ask amazing questions. So um, I'm going to pray for the dads and the husbands and, uh, and the men of the church. And Nicole's going to pray for the ladies uh, of the church. So 
Guys, just, just hold out your hands. God, right now, we just pray that we can be men that really resemble you. Father, that, that we'll resemble uh, the lion and the lamb. That we're willing to fight for our families, fight for justice, fight for righteousness. That we'll fight for integrity and we'll be uh, like Joshua. For us in our house, we will serve the Lord. I pray that every man, young man, young child in here, all the way up through, through, through experienced mature men, God, that we will choose righteousness. We will choose purity. And God, we will take a stand right now. To, to just operate with you in our hearts and to be to have a gentle tongue that turns away wrath, that has a gentle tongue that, that breaks a bone, God, that we will be the lamb, God, and we'll just we'll, we'll hone in and just, just seek your presence and seek you and seek you before seeking any other titles or agendas or anything else in our day. But, God, that we will be loving and tender to our wives. We will, we will literally demonstrate how you are to the church. God, as you are the groom to the bride of the church, that, that we will be like that. And we will honor and love our wives in that same way. That we'll be gentle to our kids and we'll be nurturing and that we'll, we'll guide them and, and champion them. God, that we'll play with our kids, not just discipline our kids. That we'll have heart connections with our kids and not just try to raise our kids. But we'll enjoy the process, not just the destination. Same thing in our marriage, God. We just, we enjoy the process of learning each other, listening to our wives, creating time, checking in rather than checking out. God, I just pray that you wire us to be hungry for your culture of heaven into our lives. I pray that we will be as business leaders, as, as firemen, as teachers, as, as, as contractors, God, that we will resemble, that we will represent, we will represent you in every area of our life. So God, I just, I thank you right now. I thank you for the lions and the lambs, knowing when to lean forward, when to lean back. And God, let us just enjoy the process. Take off the pressure right now, the pressure of perfection, the pressure of making mistakes when we did raise our children, the pressure of having to raise children now, the pressure of meeting the demands of all the stresses around us. God, let us just be. Let us be. And let us be confident as sons of God. In Jesus' name, thank you for the men. God, we just, um, just as women and wives and mothers and daughters, God, we just come before you just asking, Lord, I just ask for just a huge, huge dose of just grace in the season that we are in, Lord. I just ask, God, that we, that you would just bring to our minds and bring to our spirits an awareness of the value and importance of nurture and comfort, God, that, that we would not just want to bulldoze through the checklist, Lord, that we would actually be intentional and be engaged and just be present in whatever's happening right in front of us. Lord, I just ask that you would just um, guide our hearts, guard our, guide our minds, Lord. Jesus, just that the Holy Spirit would just come upon us, Lord, in all situations with our with our husbands, God, and, and meeting the needs that they have, Lord, and, and being and having an ability to just really engage and check in and, and be good listeners and be good affirmers, Lord, of our husbands. God, as, as mothers, Lord, that we could just, we just need more of, an, of a capacity, Lord, um, of your presence and of your spirit and of, of you in our life, God, so that we could just be the listening ear, that we could engage in conversation, Lord, that we could respond in appropriateness and in genuine concern and genuine uh, sincerity, Lord. And, and I just ask, Lord, that you would just bring upon the women, Lord, just a supernatural energy, 
God, and that you would bring upon the women just an abundance of amazing rest at night, Lord, that as soon as our heads hit the pillow, Lord, that we are able to fall asleep. God, that we sleep in peace all night. God, that we sleep with with like in solid sleep, God, and we wake up just completely awake and aware and ready to take on the day. God, that you would just give us grace for every single moment, every single situation, Lord, and and God, that we could just also just be able to love ourselves well through the process. And we just praise you. We thank you for the gifts that you've given us, the, the spouses that you've given us, the kids that you've given us, the marriages. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Favorite time. This is, this is one of my favorite things to ever do. Open Q&A. All right. Um, I know a lot of churches, they rehearse it, they, they do plants. There's already questions they know they're going to answer by somebody standing up. It's your ch chance now to text to this number uh, a question you have. Or if you don't have a phone or just rather say it out loud, uh, you can do that. And uh, we'll, we'll repeat it in the microphone just to get it on the recording. But if you have a question, text it now. Um, we'll see if oh, we've already had, had some in here. Oh, here they come. Um, okay, how did each of us win each other's hearts? I well, he, my way it all started because he was so funny. He was the most hilarious kid ever, and I just thought I laughed a lot at him. She was smoking hot. <laughs> Not going to lie about that one. You know the first three years of our marriage wasn't really based on love, so it was definitely lust. So, um, no, nah, she, she, she won my heart out of, from, from her purity, honestly. I was attracted to something that I was intrigued by since I wasn't pure. And, um, and that was just something amazing. So I probably had to earn my way a bit more into hers after that first trying uh, season of our marriage and uh, build a lot more trust back up. And um, those of you who don't know, I had an internet pornography addiction and some other things and very, very controlling and jealous. And so um, it was a great question. So I'd say her purity and her beauty is what most attracted myself to her. And she's smart. She was in all the accelerated classes. What else we got? They're rolling in. <laughs> I told the guys last service, if they are bold enough to send me a stupid question, I'm going to call them out on it and say it out loud. So Michael texts me, has anybody used your wife's breast pump as a face mask? <laughs> he must just want to be humiliated because he did. All right? <laughs> We were youth pastors. He ends up in the bathroom where the pump was. And uh, I'm sorry, if you're not used to this, this is just who we are. So he comes out and he's like, what's this? Had no idea what it was. We tell him what it is. He's like, oh. So send them, guys. Send them. Distract me some more. Okay. How do you as a couple overcome huge Trials and tribulations, the kind that almost destroy the bond. Man, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't know, like, define huge. We've all had trials and tribulations, but compared to some of you sitting in here, we've not had huge ones to have to overcome in trials and tribulations. Um, I can give you an answer based on what I think and hope we would have versus what we've had to walk through. And, and I would think that is... We make sure our connection is good with the Lord 
that no matter what comes, we understand and realize and we have it in the inner depths of our soul that he's good. You know, he didn't do that, you know. And, and then our faith then actually responds to what the word confirms and what, who the Lord really is and that he's good. Is that his grace is sufficient for everything. Is that, you know, he, 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 he supplies the needs. So I love what Catherine Toll told me one time. Our circumstances and trials don't, in, don't determine the integrity and goodness of God. So, so then the next thing was, is that our bond would be so close that a tragedy would actually bring us closer in the, in the fact that we're relying on God and each other to process this. Um, it's easier said than done, I know that. So that would be my answer without much experience in tragedy compared to some of you. I mean, I've lost my mom. I've lost, we've had tragedy in the church, you know, very, very close people to us die here. Um, we've walked that out, and that's... That's, I had to come back to God's good. Well, I think that, like he said, I mean, I don't think that we've ever really walked through, I don't know, but maybe we have. But regardless, I think one thing to keep as a priority is the importance and the value of being vulnerable with each other. Because I would expect that as you go through a tragedy or something, there's a temptation just to withdraw. And so, I don't know, I think maybe just always being aware of, like, I'm going to be vulnerable right now. If, like, if I'm mad right now, I'm going to tell him I'm mad. If I'm mad at him and it's not even his fault, I'm just going to tell him that instead of just withdrawing. So. Um, a couple, couple basic questions here, just because you might not know us. Um, we've been married 15 years. We have four daughters, ranging from 11 down to 3 years old. Um, how, do we, how do we juggle the time? And I, I kind of mentioned earlier... We're learning that. We're learning what is most valuable. We create boundaries around that, and we tear out from there. So, so for me, if we have a date night scheduled, it better be a true emergency to interfere with that. If we have family night or a game night or a movie night playing with our kids, our phones are put away. Um, you know, now, on my job, I, because I have to respond to fires, I, I do have to have my phone somewhat close, but it's not if I see a text come through or, or some other message, it's... It means nothing. It just has to be 911. Um, so there's some of those. But, you know, as far as, like, how do we juggle everything? Just like we said earlier, learning the value and calculating our yeses and our noes. If I say yes to this, what does this no, what, what is the impact of this no? There's also a question that says, how do bathroom breaks work? And I assume that you mean because we have four girls, I'm always the one that has to go to the bathroom with them because the reason is, his reason it's true, guys. Is that men, like, he'll, I'll just say, can you just please just take, you don't know what a men's restroom looks like. And so I'm like, then I get that picture in my head, and I'm like, fine, I'm going to the bathroom. You've ever <laughs> seen a men's bathroom? They're disgusting. You don't want the girls going in there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm not confident that he'd, like, make sure the whole surface was clean and everything either, so I would just rather do that myself. We do have family game nights and fun nights for our whole family. We, we, we actually try to do something like that once a week. Um, and, like, our kids, some of them love movies, some of them love games, so we'll do a mixture of both. We try to keep things fun, and, uh, and like, like, we look forward to maybe when a weekend Nicole's going to be gone, because we will marathon watch some series or... Uh, amazing race or something like we watched 20 some episodes over christmas break all right and when she wasn't around i was like cooking and baking and stuff we're like all right episode 40 let's do it guys <laughs> so and they know that dad will give him a ton of junk food mm -hmm. 
Do we have a favorite memory or tradition as a kid that you do with your girls now? Uh, one, one that I, I like and one memory I have as, as a kid is um, family vacations. We, we do that. We make a priority to do that. We budget for that. We try to save for that. Um, there's just memories there. And when we were first married or maybe even first having kids, I looked at vacations as an opportunity for a break and rest. Once you have kids, you realize that vacation and anything around water is not rest at all. But I look forward to the connection time. And that's my favorite part about vacation. I, don't, I can't get away to rest. All right? And that's the wrong reason if you do take a vacation is to rest. It, you know, our lives should be in such a way and such an order that God fulfills the rest and we make sure we're creating margins and boundaries to help us rest. Um, but the connection time. So that's one, one tradition memory I have. Uh, I think for me it would be just the fact of the importance of having traditions. Like I love, like even now I still like, I have a hard time when a tradition breaks. I mean, I'm 37. And I'm like, why aren't we still going to grandma's? You know, she's 85. She can't host us anymore. You know, it's like, I just, you know, so I just really value the traditions. And so for me, that's just what I've carried in. It's like, we're going to have a lot of traditions and we're going to make sure we go ride the train and we're going to go caroling and we're going to do all these things. And he doesn't go with us, so he doesn't go. I do sometimes. What would you recommend for kids who want to see their parents come back to pursuing Jesus? Prayer, connection. Prayer, and be the light. Be the Jesus you want them to meet. So that's, and that's for anybody, not parents, just kids, people, coworkers, your manager who's, who's not very nice. Like, be the Jesus you want them to, to meet, and, and something should probably work there. Um, prayer, intercession, man. Pursue connection. No matter what, like that's gonna, you're gonna just have to be strategic, but like pursue connection with them. We're gonna save that one for rapid fire. Yep, we gotta be done. Okay, how long did we date, engaged, and married? That'll be the last one. Yeah, we gotta be done. That'll be the last one uh, before this rapid fire fun one. Uh, let me see. Okay, we got it here. Okay. Ready? We dated for an extremely long time, too long. We wouldn't recommend it now. Um, we dated for like six or seven years. We were engaged for two, and we've been married for almost 15 now. So we've been with each other a very long time. And uh, after being youth pastors, we realized that a long dating and courtship and long engagement is, is probably not the healthiest to try to stay pure. So, um, so anyway, that, that's us. Okay, Ohio State or Notre Dame? Go Bucks, O-H. Hercules or Mickey Mouse? Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> Who's your favorite kid? All of them. Hadassah. <laughs> totally kidding. She's just at a fun stage right now. And then who's the best dancer, me or Nicole? This guy. <laughs> this guy. He wins at Just Dance or whatever those are every time. So anyways, hey, let's pray for you, and then we got a couple other things we want to do. Stand up. Sorry we took it long. We just have a lot of fun answering those questions. And uh, so we promise, if you've only been here a couple weeks, we try to get out around 1230, 1240-ish. Uh, it's just not worked out well the last couple weeks. A lot of stuff going on. Hey, we're so excited for those people who got baptized. Let, man, five people. Freedom. Woo! New creatures. It's awesome.
So I'm going to pray for the men. She's going to pray for the ladies. And then we want to recognize a couple uh, people and then send somebody. So uh, let's, let's pray. Guys, just open your hands out. And uh, God, I just, I just pray right now for the men, of, men, men that are in here, God. I pray for the men that they will stand up for righteousness. That they will be like Joshua and say, for, as, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I pray for that every man in here, purity and, uh, and the ability to be a lion and a lamb. God, that there'll be a, a lion in, in pursuing you and standing up for righteousness, willing to fight for what's right, fight for our children, fight for our marriage, fight for, for our spouses, God, fight for our grandkids, fight for, for what you're calling us to, and, and to have that ability and that, that gumption just to go for it. But also the nature of the lamb, God, that we will, our words will be, will be gentle, Gentle that will turn away wrath and gentle that, will, that is more powerful and will break a bone, God. I pray that we'll be nurturing and caring and loving. We'll be attentive to our wife's needs and wants and desires. I pray that we'll be, we'll be nurturing to our children as we raise them up the way you want them individually, God. And we'll protect that. That The covering literally means like we put a blanket around them and preserve them and protect our wives and our kids the way you created them to be in their personalities God, the covering really looks like freedom in that area. It really looks like freedom, God. So I just pray for every man in this house, every, every man here, God, every young person that's not yet married, that you right now are raising up the perfect spouse, the perfect wife, God. God, right now, the men that desire kids, we just pray an abundance of being fruitful, multiplying in this place right now. Infertility, go in the name of Jesus. Kids come, babies come, babies, babies, babies come. Multiplication. God, I just, I thank you. I thank you for the men. God, I thank you that today they're saying yes to you and they're saying I do to their wives to say no to so many other things. We thank you for the power of that yes. In Jesus' name. Okay, for the ladies. So God, we just thank you that you have equipped us. You do give us the tools. You do give us the guidance um, to know how to navigate through each day. Lord, I just ask for an increase, Lord, in, our, in, in the grace to handle situations, in the grace to deal with our children and, and our husbands, God. I just ask that you would also just bless our nighttime rest, Lord, that um, whether it's five hours that night or ten, that it feels like twelve. And I just ask, God, that it's supernatural rest and energy is just deposited in us as we sleep. God, that we would not be awakened, but we would sleep in peace through the night, Lord, so that we could wake up and just be the best us that, we, that you have created us to be, Lord. I just, I thank you, God, that you just increase our nurturing, God, and our comforting, God, and I just ask that you would also just increase an awareness of the um, opportunity to be intentional with our kids, our spouse, um, and others in our lives. And so we just, we thank you, God, for your grace. We thank you for everything that you provide and how you're, you're just bringing us into new season with our family and our kids and our spouse and friends and, and employment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Your family, your homes are not a second-class ministry, okay? You may not be reaching the millions and the thousands out in crusades, but if you just reach the one that's part of you, that's the legacy. That's the dash. So everybody say this. God, let my dash be fun. Let it be fulfilling. And let it be powerful.